Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everybody, my name is Jamie and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. Do you like bread? I mean a warm baguette with soup or freshly made bread straight out of the oven with lashings of butter? What about soft sliced white bread with fresh cooked bacon? The, you know, those ones that make the really best of bacon butties. I think all of us that can eat bread, sorry you gluten freeers, can all agree that bread is a fantastic food. Bread is pretty amazing in the Bible too. It's mentioned at least 492 times. It begins in Genesis and continues all the way through to Revelation with a variety of meanings and symbolism. And it had so much importance that we still celebrate it today in both Jewish and Christian faiths. You can probably think of several uses of bread in the Bible already, but let's discover some other notable uses, how they interconnect and how it all illustrates God's faithfulness, grace and life itself. The first thought many of us have about bread in the Bible is how it symbolises God's provision. We usually think of Exodus 16 and how he rained manna down for 40 years while the Israelites wandered in the desert. God was not just handing out free meals though, he knew his people's survival depended on it. We still depend on God's provision for our survival today and it's not just food to eat. He also provides necessary medicines, finances, transportation, good friends to lean on, and much, much more. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. What we should be reminding ourselves that he has already promised to provide what we need, day in and day out, without fail. He is always faithful. Now, staying with the book of Exodus for a moment, there was a time when the Israelites had to rush out of Egypt with no time to let their bread dough rise. Don't believe me, do you? Well, take a look at Exodus 12.34. It says this, So the people picked up their bread dough before it had risen and carried it on their shoulders in bowls wrapped up in their clothes. You see, Jewish people still use unleavened bread to celebrate the Passover and their rescue from Pharaoh. Christians use bread too, but in celebrating communion and the bread is Jesus and his gift of salvation, not a fast midnight exit. Jesus' death on the cross gives us life, which is why in John 6, Jesus calls himself the bread of life quite a few times. He says this, John 6, 35. Jesus told them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never become hungry and whoever believes in me will never become thirsty. Bread is nourishment for the body, but Jesus offers spiritual bread that feeds our spiritual lives. It brings our souls to life and offers a way to salvation. It's why, during the Last Supper, Jesus took the unleavened bread and broke it to symbolise his broken body and his death on the cross on our behalf. Now you probably already know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but did you know that Bethlehem translates from Hebrew as the house of bread? In Hebrew, alphanumerically, it also means nativity, 
the occasion of a person's birth. So the place of Jesus's nativity is in the house of bread. It is a place of life. Jesus said he is the bread of life, which means forgiveness and freedom. When we go to the house of bread to accept God's forgiveness of our sins, we see again how God feeds our souls with something we must have to spiritually survive. His bread is the only kind that leads to eternal life. It makes the Lord's Prayer a little clearer, I think, when we ask God to give us this day our daily bread. We are asking for both his provision and that he would come and fill us up with his everlasting grace. We need bread to physically live, but God's bread of forgiveness enables us to spiritually live. In Moses' time, the high priest was directed to build a table made of acacia wood and place it on the north side of the holy place of the temple. Twelve loaves of bread called showbread were laid on the table to represent the twelve tribes of Israel. The bread wasn't offered to God like the food offered to pagan gods. Rather, the loaves were a form of thanksgiving for God's constant care and presence. It also was used as a peace offering and an offering of first fruits or tithing. These offerings were called the bread of his presence. In Hebrew, that's the bread of his face. It's what it translates from and were made not only to God, but also in his presence. In the New Testament, the showbread was used as a memorial symbol for Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, which Jesus signified in the Last Supper in Matthew 26. And it says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Today we use bread in our communion ceremonies to remember Jesus' work of salvation and redemption on the cross and to praise him for his constant presence and faithfulness. Now this beacon idea came to me courtesy of a video that I watched that my friend had posted on Facebook. It resonated so much with me that I wanted to bring you my spin on that video. So thanks to that friend. Now it's time to be a bit honest with both myself and you. Few years ago, I decided, as my surname is Baker, that I should have a go at baking some bread. Now, life has felt chaotic and confusing for the last year. And I don't want a flamboyant hobby, but the simplicity of bread from humble ingredients seems to fit with what I need. With their low prices, flour, water, salt and a little bit of yeast, they are just very simple and very humble. Along the way, bread making has taught me a few things. There is this one point in the process when you've added all the ingredients and mixed them all together and you just wait. You let the dough settle and relax and it grows and it stretches out and fills out the container it's in. The moment that happens, you reach in and you fold it in on itself. You stir it all up, turn it over and then you wait some more. You wait till it relaxes and fills the container again. Then you repeat these steps a few more times. 
This process gives the bread its structure, its strength. It gives it the tools it needs to stand up to the processes that are yet to come. Next, the dough just sits. Nothing else. You don't look at it. You don't touch it. You don't breathe on it. If you watched it, it would look like nothing is happening. But the dough is fermenting. It's taking those simple ingredients we put in and it's actually making some new ones. And this is what not only gives the bread its rise, but even more importantly, it's what makes it delicious. And finally, after a few more steps, you put the finished loaf into the oven with the temperature turned all the way up and you bake it until it's perfect. And as you turn out this finished baked loaf, somehow it feels like magic. Because what began as a simple, humble ingredients has become so much more than the sum of its parts. And you can probably see where I'm going with this. For a while now, both me and others have felt God has kept reaching into our lives and stirred things up. And just as we've got used to them and have relaxed into them, he stirred things up again. And at other times, it feels like we've just been left to wait. It feels like God has just abandoned us. And at other times, we have felt that intense heat, the rise of the pressure and the panic, and it feels like more than we can possibly handle. How about you? Maybe today it feels like everything is getting stirred up. Maybe today you just started to feel like you had a handle on everything and now everything changed. The whole world changed. Will you trust that even in that disorientation, God is doing the work to strengthen you, to prepare you for everything that's yet to come? Or maybe today you feel abandoned, that God has walked out the door. You haven't seen him. You haven't heard from him. Will you trust that in that loneliness, in the waiting, God is doing the work transforming your ordinary ingredients into so much more than the sum of your parts? Or maybe today it feels like the heat has been turned all the way up and it feels like it's more than you can possibly handle. Will you trust that God is doing the work to perfect something in you? Because in the end, he intends to make something more than just the sum of our parts. He plans to strengthen us, to change us, and to perfect us. If you're feeling disorientated or abandoned, or the heat has been turned all the way up, with me, will you take a few moments right now and bring them to the one that is always at work within us? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to bring all our concerns we want to bring the feeling of loneliness the feeling of abandonment the feeling of uh, anxiety and depression and stress and all those things and lord we want to lay them at your feet and god will you remind us today that you are the bread of heaven you are the things that will sustain us 
you are the things that will spiritually sustain us. Lord, that you make all things for your glory. And when we feel like we're lonely, that actually you're making us into what you want us to be. Lord, make yourself known to the people that are really struggling today. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.